You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League! G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. I'm your host TK. Today in place of buy, hold, sell, avoid, which we will be doing regularly during the week, I've got my Kiwi boys joining me for a few team reveals and a few strategies considering that Nathan Clear is out and these guys have pedigree, so I want you guys to hear their views. But let's welcome in the team. First up, Kyle Lomas. Welcome back, my man. Cheers, bro, boys. We're back on. Let's go. Yeah, baby. All right, Edward. ready to rip in. You look just like Joey Arrow as normal. You're pretty dirty tonight, though, but, mate, but I know you're going to bring the heat. Hello, mate. Oh, g'day, mate. Fucking how are we? TLT, first one of the year. How good. I know. The boys are ready. And then, lucky last, we've got Tim Shooter Ballantyne. He's joining us live from his bed. He looks like an absolute model <laughs> that he actually is. No, He's actually a cover. He's a cover, yeah. Hibernating bear by the sounds of it, but... Tim, you're always good to see you, my man. How's it going, bro? Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, you look it. You look it. You're naked. <laughs> you sound it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sitting there with a pot of honey. <laughs> so you'll get, ladies and gentlemen, tonight you'll get the first reveal of the boys' teams. And we're going to go through strategy, kind of I'll pick their sides apart and just get a little bit in-depth on why we're making these team selections. But why don't we go in order? I've got your team first shooter. Pretty imp- Actually, all three of them are pretty impressive. Got lots of pedigree. For the fans that don't know you, the audience out there, Timmy, tell everyone about your fantasy record, your years played, your best finish. Well, usually you're probably in the top 100 in the first 10 rounds and then you crash out. But tell the audience a little bit about your history. Well, I've probably played the least amount of years out of all of us, I think, because I've only played about five years. Um, but I've mostly focused on head-to-head. Is this going? Because it's frozen. Yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, I can hear you, bro. <laughs> um, you're all good. It's only frozen because you're naked. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, so I, I usually focus on head to head. I play a lot of cash leagues and stuff with mates and um, all that. So, But last year, I actually noticed I was doing quite well overall most of the year going into the buy rounds. But obviously, me being me, I didn't save any trades. And so I was in the top two, three hundred going into the buy rounds and absolutely crashed and burned last year and ended up probably around three thousand because I had about ten players left at the end of the year. There you go. <laughs> so you're the man with pretty much all the life lessons that you can share with the crowd. But Timmy, let's move on. Now, Nathan Clear, I know for a fact that you were actually getting him because I see your team literally every day. But <laughs> with the money that you were, that we now do have a million bucks, what are you spending it on? Uh well I've gone and got Mitchell Moses because mm. you've actually talked me into him, TK. <laughs> um, I think Parramatta will start strong and he, he, does, he does score well. <laughs> yeah, he is a, he's a bully. Um, and Teddy, I've, I've gone the gun, gun wing fullback position. Um, so I've got Teddy there and I'm pretty hopeful that he can go big for me. Oh, yeah, and then I'll just balance out the rest of the squad, but I don't think we've made too many other changes, to be honest. Yeah, Shooter, what was the original strategy? Like, 
in terms of when you picked out your first team, what was the kind of guns that you were non-negotiable on? Nathan Cleary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Nathan, Nathan Cleary and probably Payne Haas, to yep. be honest. Oh, and Adam Fenoblake. Um, mm. I've chopped and changed between uh, Nico Hines and, and Pappy and uh, Damien Cook and the Cheese and the likes, but um, I'm pretty settled on the Cheese now, to be honest. Um, but I just, because you could only sort of fit one gun wing fullback or two at a push, but you had to make uh, changes elsewhere. So yeah. it made it very difficult. I should have read out your team. So it's Cheese at Hooker, Haas, AFB, and Bullimore in the mids, Fermo and Aiken in the edges. Hughes and Schneider in the halves, Penasini and Billy Smith in the centres. You know, gun wing fullbacks. You got Pops. You got Teddy. You've got Nico Hines. You got on the bench Tuliagi, Man, Man. Sorry, you got Ilias, Randall in the emergencies of King Walters, Thompson from the Knights, and uh, v- Vaella from from the Warriors. But mate. Talking about Nathan Cleary, like he is due back in round four. Have we already? Are you already making plans to get him back? No, I'm not that keen to be honest. Um, no one actually knows that he's going to be back round four. It's at least three weeks. At least three weeks could mean anything. Like I could be home from the pub in at least an hour, but <laughs> it might not work like that. Can I ask um, why, why you've turned your I'm light probably off? Probably within three weeks. <laughs> why is your light off now? Hey, why have you turned? <laughs> You're freaking time us to, out. Time to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, bro, are we keeping you up? Are we keeping you up? <laughs> Any, anyway, um, oh, I can't even remember what I was saying. Oh, Nathan, no, I'm not, I'm, I might get him back around after Origin maybe, but I'm not too fussed on him. Okay, nice. Now, mate, can you stomach a red dot? You don't have one in the team at the moment, but I know you've kind nah. of thought about it. What's your, what's your thoughts with, especially people listening, going into the round one with a red dot? It's very risky, I think. Um you you do risk. I know it's only one round, or it could be two, depending who you've got. But um, mm. it's very risky carrying a red dot those first couple of rounds. It's very easy to fall behind, and someone that's fallen behind through trades in the past, I'd rather not fall behind by having a red dot in my team either. Fine. All right. Let's take, talk us through a few of your pods here, Shooter. Now, do not answer that I convinced you to do this. Now, first one, Adam for Noah Blake. Uh well. He, I think the off the offload scoring is going to help him quite a lot because he loves offload. Mm. Plays big minutes. Um, plays in the mighty Warriors, probably you know top four side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he no, he just he's a gun fantasy plays. I think he's almost a must have. All right, next one, both Furmore, and I really want to hear your thoughts on this one. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, you did kind of talk me into this one, but. But um, I did watch him in like those last few games last year, and like his job security in terms of minute, or was like minute security, yeah, is like probably the best out of the uh, Titans forwards. Really, um, he seems pretty fit. Um, I liked what Jamin Jolliffe had to say about him in the um, in the podcast. I think he has potential to to be pretty good on the edge there and score you some solid points. Nice. All right, the other guy that you've got as a potential pod, and I don't think he's going to be a pod by the time we kick off tomorrow, that's Billy Smith, because I think a lot of people are going to be locking him into the team. Talk to me about him. Just pedigree, basically. Um, he's played five games mm-hmm. since 2019. Uh, he scored out of He scored a try in four out of five games. 
He had two fifties. I think one fifty was on the wing though. But what I remember of seeing him, he looks pretty good as long as he doesn't get injured. Um, and I think he has potential to to be one of those good scoring centres. Nice. Let's let's talk emergencies now. So you've got King Walters, Thompson, and Vaella. Now I think. We all know enough about King and Vaella to know why we're locking it in, but probably the two that people are on the fence about a little bit is Walters and Thompson, and that's Thompson from the Knights. So talk to me about those two picks, mate. I'll start with Thompson. Um, I hadn't seen much of him other than the trials, and um, I actually went back and had a had a quick squiz when Wacko said that he was the first fought off the off the bench. Mm. Um, and he's, he's a middle, but he doesn't really look like a middle. He looks like he could play just about anywhere. He looks um, very fit and very agile, and he could potentially be a big minute one day, be a big minute um, prop, but he looks like he could cause some damage up the middle there. Nice. Um, he, he's pedigree also. His twin brother mm. is in the Chiefs, Waikato Chiefs uh, Super Rugby squad. So what is must this? be a bit of talent <laughs> in the family. Super Rugby fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it must be some some talent in the family if two of them are playing professional footy anyway. Yeah, for sure. Now, mate, you're starting with Schneider. So talk to me a little bit about your halves. So why have you gone news and how much confidence do you have in young Brad Schneider? Um, I've gone huge. I think I said I was going Moses in the, at the start, but I'm actually... Yeah, did you change? Oh, yeah, you did too. Yeah. So you've yeah, changed it in the meantime when I told you not to change it. Oh, I've flicked back and forth as the day's gone on. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Hughes has never let me down in the past, and I know a lot of people are saying that um, money's money's uh, calling for the ball a lot and demanding the ball, blah blah blah. Hughes is still the number seven. He's still going to do yep. a lot of the kicking, a lot of the playmaking. He can break a tackle. He scores a try. He's Kiwi. Doesn't play Origin. What else is there to not like about him? Yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes, <laughs> mate, for sure. Now, talk to me about Schneider, the rookie. His first game is Friday against the Sharkies. Oh, he's a bit of a hit and hope, to be honest. Um, he has good reserve grade stats, and from what I saw in the trials, he looked like he can play. Um, let's just say if Sam Williams was the same price, I wouldn't be getting him. Yeah. I think I really like the fact that you said it's hidden hope because I, like, I think a lot of people have not admitted that yet. Like, I think we all are hitting and hoping a little bit and we'll, we'll get the thoughts for the other boys as well, but I'm glad you actually brought that one up. Now, final question I want to ask you is, in terms of your team, how much is a lock and is there any other ones that you... I know you kind of, you already said Moses and use you, you need to decide, but is there any other positions yep. that are up for grabs in your team? Uh, but. I'd, I'd chop and change between who that second edge is going to be. I'm, I'm pretty keen on um, Ewan staying there. I'm not going to take Ewan out because he's the better one out of him and Bird. Um, and I think he, I think he's going to score quite well. Um, but I don't, I don't really think I have um, too much more competition. I, I just got to decide on my halfback. I think, and um, and I'll be set. Nice. Shooter. Thank you. All right, let's move on. Let's do Eddie next. Cole, we'll have you lucky last. All right, my man. All right. So, Ed, I'm going to read out your team. It's pretty strong. I was really impressed with the starting lineup, actually. So, we've got Harry Grant, Payne Haas, Adam Fenua Blake, Kurt Mann, Jack Bird, Ewan Aiken, Brad Schneider, Matt Burden, Billy Smith, Stephen Crichton, Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, James Tedesco, and Nico Hines. And then your bench is scoring players Bullimore, Randall, Ilias and Tuliagi, and your emergencies, you've ended up with 
Walters, King, Vela, and Thompson. So pretty strong there, man. But when we start, because I know you've been playing the longest out of all of us, tell the audience a little bit about your track record and some of your best finishes there, Ed. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I've been playing for ages. I can't remember what year it was that I first started, but I think I got the final three years of Corey Parker's career, so whenever that is, <laughs> it's been a while. In agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I usually do... Hey, what was that? Pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. It's not like I've won the fucking thing before. <laughs> I, I, I usually do um, pretty solidly. Um, not Never amazingly well. My, my best score was, sorry, my best finish about 107th. Remember last year, about six, I was sitting at like for some shit, and then the wheels fell off and just slowly went down all year to like seven or 800 at the end. But yeah, no, no, run for another round. Yeah. yeah, you declined when everyone found out you were Joy Arrow and you just got too big of a head, and then you just couldn't keep the fanfare <laughs> and all the DMs from all uh, the girls under wraps, cat, and you're over. The, yeah, the cat was out of the bag, and the, the cat was out of the bag, and there was no putting the fucker back in there again. Yeah, <laughs> nearly as good as your internet. Now I know for a fact that you were getting Cleary, and you were <laughs> highly disappointed because you wanted him as your captain, and you said and forget, but. It's good, mate. You know it's good. And how did you use the million bucks, man? Yeah, well, it does. It makes the teams all a lot different. And then his captaincy options back into play a bit more than in the past. So that's good. What's not as good is that I was chuffed as to get the number one draft pick um, for our draft on Sunday. Um, so I just took Cleary and then he's <laughs> out for the first three rounds. Back and prick. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it's all good though because in, uh, in classic um, means we can all go in different directions now, and it does make it a bit more interesting. Yeah, for sure. Now, so, how'd you spend it? Uh, so, I firstly I did was I swapped him to to um, to James Tedesco, and then. Um, I spent the coin up around, I sort of moved it around a little bit. Um, I think the coin helped me to get both Jack, Bird, and Burton. Yeah, nice. All right, moving through your team, you know, you work strategy, I think, better than most people do, Ed. Talk to me about, even before Cleary was out, your key kind of fundamental team strategies. Yeah, sure. Um, well, first things, obviously, you need to be filling all your scoring positions. But you need to always make sure that you've got at least one of proper cover for each position. Um, and this year, that's more important. In the past, I've sometimes got a bit cheeky and like tried to like run with only two centres in, in round one. But um, <laughs> it's COVID ball, now, like so you can't have no up for any position. Uh, someone might get COVID fucking two days before um, kick off and going to have to waste a trade just to cover someone so um you want to be covering all positions um again with the COVID ball this year i think having heaps of dpps um is good i think i've got seven or eight there and i think that's going to be really really handy later yep mm. and it's it's difficult to target around 13 buy from this far out because like the cheapies you're buying now like you probably won't even have them in 13 so yes. what i do like to try and do 
pick up whatever round 13 guns that I can at the moment just to make sure I've got some of them going in. For example, I've got the like AFB, um, Burton, Aitken. I consider Aitken and Burton to be guns at their positions. Um, yep. And that way, at least I know I'm going into that round um, with, a, with a few heavyweight hitters. Okay. I like and that. Apart yeah. from that just, and apart from that, just sp- spread your cash around a bit, but make sure you take advantage of th- what value is there. So I've gone relatively cheap in the halves, but I don't think there was any way to get to good halves if you wanted to fit in all these cheap ones. So um, take the cheap ones where they, are, where they lie and then spend money where there's not so much value. Like winger fullback this year, I hate all the cheap and mid-range options for winger fullback, so I've just got three guns. Yeah, um, with Crichton as my centre backing them up, and just no shitty wingers. Yeah, I enjoy that. I like. That. <laughs> I really like that strategy. That is your shit call. Yeah. Now, Harry Grant, talk to me a little bit, Ed, because you're going to carry a red dot for one week. But for those, especially newer to the game, that are listening right now, talk to us about how you can stomach that and kind of what's your strategy. Because I know that you're going to loop him as well. Yeah. It'll be all good. It's it's just um, one round, and it's round one, so I have cover. Like, all of my aren't red dots, so it's not like I'm forced to play with 16 players. Um, I'll just cop, uh, cop the emergency. Um, he plays late, so he's a great looper, so I can have two bites at that cherry. Um, but worst-case scenario, um, what, playing Walters for one week's not not the fucking end of the world. Some people probably have them in, him in their seventeen. Yeah. Um. So I'll just take take that. Hopefully you don't too ruthless. Um. And then from next week onwards, I've got the hooker that I actually fucking want, and now he's a pot. So, yeah. Oh. Okay. Nice. Now, Tim, are you in the bat cave or something? Is that dark in there, mate? Uh, uh, it's gotten very dark. He's asleep. Just <laughs> he's just quiet. He's very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> Hey, there he is. <laughs> Ed, you've actually managed to fit a lot of guns into your teammate, but probably the the pod plays for yourself we want to talk about is probably Adam Fenor Blake and Billy Smith. Why don't we start with Adam and kind of the value that you see from round one in him? Yeah. So, like I said before, um, I wanted to try and get some round thirteen guns. There mm. isn't heaps of them, and he is one. Yeah. Um, I. You've talked about it on the pods before, like his leadership role this year. I see him getting some pretty big minutes. I could see mm. him playing about 60 minutes this year and um, averaging 55 plus. Mm. So it provides a good bit of value. Um, like you can't expect your guns to all be making heaps of cash because that doesn't happen. Sometimes it's just enough for your guns not to lose cash. Yep. So I'll just ride him to at least round 14 and then uh, yeah, review after that. And the fact that he's a pod makes it all the better. Yeah, for sure. Now, Billy Smith, we're all kind of on him, but what's the value that you see considering his injury past? Um, just looking at his stats, um, the kid can play. He can break a tackle. He'll run the ball hard. Um, I think he's the sort of player that will clock up points. Mm. 300K is cheap as chips, um, and he's playing for the, one of the teams I think is probably going to be favourites for the um both the premiership and yep. uh, and the, the round robin comp, I think that they'll take it. They'll they'll be top of the table, so he's going to be attacking in a in a really strong attacking team. Nice. Now emergencies, um, mate. I think you've summed it up pretty well. Emergencies. You had Maxi King and Vaello, who I think are pretty solid locks. The two I want to talk to you about is your thoughts on Billy Walters. So 
does he if he can can you stomach it if he can move to the utility role if he does get moved to that utility role and then the other one is obviously Thompson from the Knights can you stomach it if he gets dropped early and what would your plan be that way um yeah there's a little bit of risk with um Billy in that he could get dropped um I, since, he, since he doesn't really have any money to lose, I'd, if he got dropped in round two, I'd probably just hold him for a little bit until there was another cheapie that was worth sort of making a sideways trade. Uh, I wouldn't fucking start panicking about one of my MPRs not playing to the extent where I'd bring in another shitter. So I'd mm-hmm. just probably sit in there and wait until there's some, someone that's a bit more of a slam dunk. But at the end of the day, he could easily average 35 and that's not, that's not being optimistic either. And it, a break-even of 18, like, you can't risk missing out on that at like 17 points of value. So the risk of wasting a trade is far outweighed by the risk of missing out on all that value, especially yep. when everyone else is going to get them. So it makes it twice as bad if everyone's got the guy and you're the one that's left behind. So you, you just don't want to get left behind in those sort of picks. Yeah, get, go with the pack one. Now, in terms of concerns maybe for your team, you're the one that is, you're going with Schneider as your, your starting half. And realistically, across your team, all your halves are relatively rookies because Burden hasn't played a lot in his position, same as Hines. So talk to me a little bit about the strategy of going away, considering you went from the GOAT half to no experienced half. What's the strategy there? Yeah, see, so the only re- the reason I had the GOAT half was I was expecting he probably would lose some coin, but I was willing to cop it on the expectation that he would get done, be by far the biggest scorer and get double points. Mm. But that, only, that only applies to him. It doesn't apply to any of the other gun halves because none of them are compared to other players. So I've just gone for, for value rather than getting someone like DCE who's will drop in value um, and... I'm not even 100% sure I would have used him as captain anyway. So I've gone with Burton. I, I'm very comfortable with Burton. Um, from from the small sample sizes I've seen him play, I think he should easily be able to go 50-plus. Nice. Um, and again, he's a gun that plays in round 13, of which there are not many. He's DPP, and he'll be a top three centre um, so at some stage during the year, um, I'll move him back those ways. I've actually snapped up all of the all three guys. I think will be the top three centers, and none of them I'm currently playing at center. There you go. <laughs> Little strategy from Eduardo. As but- for Schneider, as for Schneider, he was just a, he was just because of his price. Um, he's going to have a good role where he's doing a lot of kicking, doing the goal kicking. I think he should um, average enough, and if he doesn't, hopefully or yes or man do I've got, I've got multiple players I could plug in there it'll be sweet as yeah final question mate is there any players that aren't a lock in your team and who are the outsiders that you might be considering I really like Sam Walker you, you put me onto him I, I, I wasn't feeling it for a while but looking at his stats last year um, I think he's got quite a lot of room to improve like he won't lose anything from kick meters because he only kicked like 150 meters because they're, I guess they're holding him back or something. But mm. so um, he'll probably get more kick meters, so that will offset the um, the reduction in points. Um, he, he might have less of those terrible games now that he's got a bit more experience and there's not so much pressure on his shoulders. So um, I think he could average 45 plus, but. Um, 
the, the way I've got the team structured at the moment, it's difficult putting them in without making a sacrifice I don't want to make, but we'll see what happens. Nice. All right. Thank you, Mr. Jai Arrow. Mr. Eduardo, you're here in weekly on Talking Leg, driven by a hold cell and avoid. But lucky last, we got Mr. Cole Lomas. Now, mate, you've come is. up. You've come up with a pretty smick team as well, man. I'm really, really, really. Especially some, you got some real pod potentials here. But talk to us first, Cole, because I know you've been around for a long, long time. Talk us about your track record and some of your best finishes, my man. Yeah. Um, so the reason I remember the, the first year I started. So I started in 2009. The reason I remember this is because I was on my honeymoon and I had to shoot quickly to a computer to sort my team out for the last round. <laughs> um, so that's the reason I remember the year. Um, funny uh, as well, my best finish was my first year and there was uh, a good old number of 69. So um, my, first year, <laughs> my first year uh, was that was my best finish that I've had since I started. Yeah. Um, and then since then, I've had a couple of other top Hundred couple of top hundred finishes and 121st, where I fell in three weeks from ninth overall to 121st because I picked the wrong player, and uh, it really bit me on the ass. So yeah, that, that hurt. But um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to another year and obviously um, just learning new stuff every year and and developing the craft of NRL fantasy. I love it. Now, Kyle, you know you were originally on Kaliri as well. How did you dish out your cash? Oh, hold on. Before actually, I should read out your team actually first. Kyle, so you've got Reed Marnie, we've got Adam Fanua Blake, Bullimore, Haas. Now Haas is your captain. You've got uh, Furmore and also Katoa. And then you've got Schneider, Cherry Evans, Smith, Penasini, Pops. You've got Hines and is it Crichton that you've got as well? Sorry, I've just yep. got a really, really I, small. Nah. That's right. Aitken's up in that area where Katoa is. I got rid of him. My apologies. Sorry. I just nah, I, right, I, right. I put it onto a spreadsheet and it's come out absolutely <laughs> tiny. Your bench, Man, Tuliagi, Ilias, Randall, Tago, Russell, Vayala, and King. I think I got that right, right, Kyle? Yep, that, that's right. Perfect. Yep. All right, mate. So talk to me a little bit about how you dished out that million bucks. Yeah, well, as, as everyone's already alluded to, it, it really is throwing a cat amongst the pigeons in regard to... Uh, making sure that you know your your players and and what your best strategies are now without the gun. Um, but yeah, I went straight down to DC. I wanted to go straight to another premium half. Then I can um, build a, a, a more of a squad around him now, and also able to play that rookie half next to him and Schneider. Um, did a little bit of moving around um, and got rid of. Uh, Got rid of uh, CNK. Um, I'm just a little bit weary with him because he's still not faxed. Um, and, uh, and the rules around him being able to play from round two onwards is a, is a little bit iffy. So, yeah, it's just a little bit too risky. So is, it CN- is it CNK as well, Kyle? I thought it was only Tarpany. Yeah. Yep. No, no. And same as uh, Josh Papali. What, the three of them? Yep. Jesus, Canberra might not even might yep. forfeit next week, but... Do, are you with the DCE move, Kyle? Are you yeah. leaving money in the, the bank there, man? Yes. Pardon, sorry, what was it, TK? Are you leaving money in the bank from the money that you uh, saved from Cleary? Uh, yeah, I've got 60K, 60K in the bank now um, because I've obviously, like what Ed was talking about, I've spread my cash around a little bit um, by picking up some more guns. So getting rid of Cleary's enabled me to get two guns and Pappy and DCE, 
Um, and I, I did, I did have Harry Grant, but your little narrative of uh, cheese and that hooker narrative that you uh, that you spun last night and been going on for about for about a week now, it's sort of. It scares me because I reckon it's I reckon it's true. I think it's true, and um, <laughs> oh, no. and, and so yeah, I've I've actually gone up to Reed Marnie, and again, that's another gun that I've been able to pick up. I mean, I know yes, Harry Grant's a gun, but I think Reed Marnie. You saw how he came out of the block last year, and and another narrative of Paragon on a good run it could actually be pretty true as well. And we saw I said how he came out last year, and I reckon he's going to do it again, and and um, and I think he's going to do well. So. I, I think he's actually him and Grant are going to be very even, but I don't need to worry about origin, and I don't need to worry about him missing round one. Yeah, cool. Now, I just got to say, people, what I say is not bible, so it's just it's more warning shots to the fact that you've got to consider it, but it doesn't mean it's always going to come in true. But Kyle, talk to me a little bit about your key team strategy, whether it was Cleary in there or without Cleary. What's the kind of main elements that you like to have in your team, man? Um, so I think it doesn't really matter who you've got in your team. Your strategy should still sort of be based around. Um, reserving trades, not making hasty decisions because someone had one bad game. Um, your three-date three, three date rule TK is a perfect one. Yep. Um, have a look at them for a while. Don't just ax them because they've had one bad game. You know, Not everyone's going to score 50-plus every week, even if they're expected to. Um, and again, we all come back to this one. The COVID um, makes trades very important. Ed brought up an awesome point about the DPPs. That is going to be gold. Um, just and not what I've I've always had the strategy of not running too many Origin players before Origin one. Mm. It just makes it a bit easier when it comes around to to the buy rounds that you don't have to worry too much about guys missing out um, because of Origin and then missing out in between. Uh, that's that's, um, that's a good strategy, man. That's for sure. Yep. People got to consider that. Yep, it just makes it too hard because you know you want to be able to hold those origin players, but you don't want to have too many because otherwise it just restricts you and then they get rested and they don't play and they play limited minutes. So it just can hurt you going, going, going through origin there. Um, And having at least, especially this year, it's going to be a little easier just with the way that they've set the trades up that you can have four after that first buy round. Um, I think you need at least 12 or 13 for that first buy round. But they need to be reasonable. They can't just be crappers that are going to um, just play that one game. Yeah. They need to be sort of, you know, your mids or your guns need to be playing. Um, and if you are going to pick up a cheapy, um, he needs to be in that team over that whole origin period to at least make a little bit of cash. Yeah, totally agree with that as well. Yep. And, um, yeah, and then your guns, obviously, um, your guns that don't play round – 13 or 17, um, it's important that um, you can, as I said, you can still build a good team without the minute to, to maximise your points because we always know that around buy times, that's where you always make up your ground is around your buy planning. And that's yeah. why I've always had pretty good success around buys because I've always planned from round one. Like it. Now, Kyle, with your plans towards DCE, mate, I'm assuming that you've got to get back Cleary early strategy in your mind. Is that true? Oh, it is in a, in a way, but I'm going to be watching. I'm not going to be picking up this first game back, that's for sure. Yep. Um, the team hasn't played with him for the last, you know, three minimum of three weeks, so I don't think he's going to click right away. He may do, and that is what it is, but I'm going to be watching him for the first couple of games at least. I'm not just going to go straight in here first for his first game because I'm not sure what to expect. 
Yeah. Now, stomaching red dots. Now, the boys had differing opinions. Tim, he can't. Ed, he can. What's your thoughts on red dots, man? Well, as, as I just said before, mate, um, I had Harry Grant and I was, I was prepared to do it, but I just found a better way to to not have to worry about it by bringing in Reed Marnie. So I think it's a pretty good like-for-like like replacement. Uh, and I just feel if you do start with that red dot, you could possibly get left behind by 20-odd points if you're your 18th man that you're going to be playing in your 17th doesn't make up those good points that someone like a Harry Grant or a Reed Marnie might. Yeah, big time. Now, so I just think you're going to be there a little bit behind. That's all. Yeah, that man, Reed Marnie, he's one of your pod selections. Talk to me about the process of picking him and what the value is in him, bud. Well, we've, we already know how good he is in that hooker position. Like, he's solid, man. He, he does everything. He, you know, he's got a solid running game. It's, it's probably not quite as good as Cook's, but... He used it. He's used it a lot more in the past couple of years than Damien Cook has. Yeah. So I think that just makes him really effective. He, he's not probably not going to play Origin. He's only going to play Origin if Harry Grant gets injured. Um. So you don't again. You don't need to worry about um, about having to him being rested or being rested around the Origin period. Mm. You know, you can start from around one, and hopefully you've still got him there at round twenty-five. Like it. Now the other guy. I think the boys covered Adam and Billy Smith enough. Talk to me about Bo Furmore because I'm still not sold and I need someone to sell me on him and I know you're the man, Kyle. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm still not sure now as well because of this news on uh, Ali Katoa and, uh, sorry, and Harris's return date. You know, we just don't know. But with, again, Jamin Jolliffe gave him that massive rap, fittest in the club. You know, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? If you're fit and you're playing on an edge, you're a young fella. Um his stats indicate he's probably got four to six points in value, which is probably not quite enough. But if he's had a full off season, um, he's worked on his fitness more. He's got, you know, he's worked on his uh, his techniques, his tackling techniques, his just his skill level all round in a full off season. Surely that's going to make him better coming into a new season, knowing that he probably doesn't have too much competition either with Proctor possibly playing in the middle or ageing. And he's just, as I said, he's not getting any better. And I think Firmall's going to really surprise a lot of people this year. Um, I just think he's far more reliable than like a, a Nanai, yep. for example, um, uh, because his position, I think, is just a little bit more secure. Yeah, I like it, mate. All right, the next one, talk me through your emergencies. I think we cut, we're always going to cover... King pretty well in Vayala, but you've got Isaac Tago for a bit of a wing, sorry, a centre edge cover, and then you've also got the young winger from Sean Russell from Para. So talk to me about those two picks, man. Yeah, look, Tago, um, you know, 334k, he needs to score, what, 28 points. That'll His average, he needs to be scoring about 36, 34 to 36 points to make any money. 30, that 36 is about as eight points of value. Um I'm still sort of deciding. I just like it because I've got that DBP there in cover, but I'm just thinking with emergencies, a 334K emergency is probably a little bit extreme, mm. but he's my, I've got, I've got a bit of edge cover now, but he is one of my center covers along with Bailea. But um, I just think um, just in that Penrith side, he's still, there's still going to be something there that's going to, Gonna, people are going to want him, and I just think he's going to be a fairly decent backup. But there, but there is that factor of um, of them using that left hand side 
um, going away from him and using Kikau, Critter and Toto, especially with Cleary out and Luai running that team to the left. So I'm still sort of a little undecided on if I'm going to hold Tega or not. Yeah, nice. And then Sean Russell, mate, he's come in. Sevo's obviously out injured, and then they lost a replacement, Hayes Dunster, as well. But mm-hmm. good draw to start, man. Yep, that's that's pretty much it, mate. He's wing fullback cover. The Eels, as I said, they've got that soft draw starting off. Um, and, yeah, it's just – he's just there because of his price and the Eels draw. Um, and as I said, I think the Eels are going to start off pretty solid. So I think he's a fairly decent backup without going too expensive to someone like a, a – uh, uh, Xavier Coates or unfortunately a Jordan Pereira who I probably would have held on to because he's so solid with yep. those scores and I think he he was probably bound to make a bit of cash but unfortunately uh, they picked Corey Oates. Yeah. Now two questions to go. You know you've picked young Brad Schneider in your halves. Is this a play that kind of a rookie with a rookie half from round one? Has this worked for you in the past? Uh, yeah it has and it hasn't yes but it has before. Um, I, I can't. I can't recall who it was that we used, that I've used it with before. But yeah, I, it definitely has worked, and I think it can again this year. I think um, you know you guys spoke about him in depth with you and Corbs and Andy last night. Uh, I have no concerns whatsoever. He just looks like a really well-rounded player, pretty level-headed for his age, um, and he's a pretty big body. He's got a running game. He's got a kicking game, um, and he looks solid defensively. So I think he can probably let Jack Wyden just take over a bit of that kicking duty and let him sort of focus on himself and, and just work himself into uh, the NRL game. Um, and he probably doesn't have to be too too flash, but he just needs to be himself and and, and, and play how he knows and, and he'll gain a lot of experience and a lot of confidence out of that. Nice. Now, Cole, any players, is this a lock now, this 21? Is there anyone that could sneak their way in come lockout tomorrow evening? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, did, I did just sort of allude to it before that uh, in Ali Katoa. But the thing is, what I have to do, I've got to be careful because I've already got, from the Warriors, I've already got Fanua Blake. I've already got... Um, You've got a few. You've got... Yeah, I've, and I don't I don't want to overstack them with Warriors because if that COVID gets in there, you could knock all four of those guys out and that'll really Correct. hurt. Yep. So I've just got to be a little careful with that. So I'm still tossing it up. But if he does get those five to eight rounds that they're talking, we only need five rounds for him to make some cash because he's definitely undervalued. Um, so, yeah. It's just one I'm just going to think about the next 24 hours and uh, I'll make a decision, but I'm just, just a little unsure at the moment on that one. Um, another one I'm going to watch, but I'm, I likely won't start at round one, is Dylan Brown. I've harped on about him for a little while now. I just think he, I think he he's just super consistent and I love watching him play, which is cool if you, you love to watch someone play and they're super consistent in fantasy. Um I don't think the new rules are going to affect him because he doesn't kick much. It's Moses' job. So I think it, it's like him and Jerome Hughes are very similar because they don't rely on those kick meters. They have the running halves who mm. take it right into the teeth of the line, both Kiwis, so they're not scared to take it to the line. Um, you know, they, they create chances themselves. They create chances for others around them and just, yeah, just consistent, and I don't think the rules are going to affect them. For sure. Well, boys, best of luck for the season ahead. Want two top 500, three top 500 finishes. I know you can all do it. And just stop picking Warriors plays, boys. <laughs> nah, it's good to have you back, and we'll see you next week for Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid, our weekly show with the Kiwi Boys, where we wrap up pretty much just discuss 10 or so players that are pretty much relevant for the week. But thank you for your appearance tonight, boys. Cheers, mate. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you'll catch us tomorrow. We'll do a live Facebook. It's going to be at 7 p.m. That's Sydney time. So we've got an hour before kickoff. So it'll be me and Jamie from NRL Fantasy Analysis. They'll be on the Facebook Live channel on Talking League and then also on Jamie's channel on his YouTube. So stay tuned for that. But appreciate you joining us today. Any questions, send them through, and we'll look after you that way as well. But, boys, good luck. You too, mate. See ya.